Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stacy Connects. I'm Stacy Heller, of course. This show is all about making connections through conversation. It is about asking questions instead of making assumptions. And of course, it's about my love for engaging the elephant in any room. Whether you're listening to the show live or later via podcast, I just genuinely really appreciate you listening. And if you have not already, please consider subscribing. If you would like to call in, you have a suggestion for a show, you have a thought, you have a comment you want to share, please feel free to do so. You can text or leave a voicemail at 475-999-2726. I would love to hear from you. Um, Like I said, I love to engage with the elephant in the room. And my listeners, since you're not here, you're kind of like the elephant in the room. So uh, my guest today, I'm very excited about. I've been talking about having Matt on for a while. And finally, here we are. My guest is Matt Knutson. Hey, Matt. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for being here. So Matt owns a business called Hidden Addiction in Oroville, Washington. And for those of you that listen to the show on an ongoing basis, you've heard me talk about how Pete and I, during the pandemic, we didn't learn how to make sourdough. We didn't organize our cabinets. We didn't get a puppy. We, We bought a lake house, and it is in Oroville. And so I met Matt Uh, because of that connection, which we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But um, it was love at first sight, at least for me. (laughs) Yes. Just say, I like how he's like, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know she could have been a sketchy lady. Um, Okay. But before I start chatting with Matt about him and his business, I am going to share with you conversations and observations from my past week. Uh, Speaking of Veranda Beach, we went to the lake house last, I'm I'm so thrown off on my days, last week, middle of the week, and we just stayed, I think it was Wednesday through Saturday. Um, And I have to say, September is a lovely time to go. Uh, The place where we bought the lake house is... It's essentially a, a resort, so people own their cottages, and most people, I would say, um, shut it down for the season. It's sort of like they go for the summer, and that's that. And so everybody shutters everything and covers it and whatever. Um, so September is awesome. Kids are back at school. Look, I love kids, but I love when kids are back at school. I don't know many people that don't love it when kids are back at school. Um the weather is beautiful. It was warm. We had the pool to ourselves each night. Uh, the I had. How's the smoke uh, level now? It was good. Good. Yeah, the air quality was great. Matt, you would know more about that because you live that way. So has it has it improved steadily? Oh yeah, tremendously. Yeah, it's it's a I mean, hundred times better. <laughs> yeah, I mean Matt for the forest fire uh, or the wildfire that started actually in Oroville, 
um, I was texting with him throughout those first couple days because his property, he could see uh, from where he lives, the flames, and uh, was prepared with a hose <laughs> and a truck full of gas ready to peel out of there. Um, so, yeah, the the air quality is great. It was blue skies, warm weather, pool to ourselves. Um, the tomatoes, the folks that do the window boxes, they plant uh, tomato plants and everybody was gone. So I got two huge Ziploc bags full of cherry tomatoes. I was like in my element. So, so happy. Um, and then I I had a bad day on Friday. Um, it's too long of a story, but trust me when I tell you it was a bad day. So we, Friday night, it's pizza night. We headed over to the diner and we had cocktails. And I had something that uh, Jess, who's the bartender over there, was calling a, a twisted mermaid, I think. Well, it was twisted for sure. Um, there was a lot of alcohol in it. And you know it's bad when the next morning I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, when did I take those pictures? Apparently, I was having a grand old time on Snapchat with uh, the filters. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. I have like a whole bunch of memory that is, seems to have gone bye-bye. So uh, the Twisted Mermaids were indeed quite twisted, but very tasty. I found out on Saturday morning, um, Grace, our daughter, was with us. And she's like, do you know how much alcohol was in those? I was like, no. I'm normally a gin and tonic girl. So I know exactly how much alcohol is in. So, mom, it proves the point that your father made that if you drink the sweet fruity drinks, they catch up with you. So here's a PSA, folks. Remember, fruity drinks, the alcohol tastes great going down. But you may not remember taking really bad pictures. And even worse, you could send them to people. I mean, I if I had sent the pictures, I would have laughed because it was like me looking like a weirdo on Snapchat. But still, bad things happen. Um, okay. Next thing is this week is all about getting Grace ready to move to New York City. And uh, we have to do everything in stages. So it's like, okay, time to go through handbags. Yeah, that's right. We have to dedicate like a couple of hours going through her handbags. Jewelry. Uh-huh. Because she wears so much of mine and I have to get back all the stuff that is mine that's in her room that she's absconded with. Uh, coats. She's got, she's like, well, that's a different raincoat than that raincoat. That's a long one. And this one has a hood. She 100% takes after my mother. Like someday when she's 83, she will have... 50 pairs of whatever the equivalent of Rothy's is for my mother. Um, like so much stuff that we're, we're two suitcases and we haven't even started on her actual clothes yet. Uh-huh. It's bad. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, and then I do want to acknowledge that uh, tomorrow, which is the 13th, um, 11 years will have passed uh, since my dad died. So always thinking of him. And um, he continues to be a force in my life, even though he's not here. Um, so thinking of you, Dad. Uh, so speaking of Dad, the Staceyism that I have is kind of my segue between uh, it's a thought that I have and 
uh, a perception that I have about my dad since his death and then Matt being my guest. Um, I'll explain what I mean. So my dad was sick for a while and he we had a family get together. They had a place uh, in the mountains in Queechy, Vermont, and the whole family was together and uh, all the grandkids. And my dad made this statement uh, of, you know, his advice to us kids uh, and mostly to the grandchildren. And his announcement was, um, here's what I would like for you for your life. No abortions and no tattoos. It's kind of an interesting mix. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, we'll leave the first one off the table. My son did have a funny comment when he said, well, like, I'm halfway there. Um, But the tattoo thing was such an interesting thing. Like, I grew up, and Matt, I don't even know if you know this. I grew up on the East Coast in a pretty, uh, you know, upper middle class, white and uptight family. Like, we didn't do tattoos. Um, And so for my parents, the idea of tattoos was just something that wasn't done. And so it was such a random thing, though, for my dad to make a statement on, especially at the same level as the other time. I was like, what? Okay. I feel like those are not like apples and apples. I feel like that's apples and oranges, but whatever. Um, So as I was thinking about the passing of my dad and Matt, you being a guest on the show, I really feel like um, years later when our daughter Annie got her first tattoo, I was hanging out at a friend's house and a couple of women and their daughters and my daughters are there and they're talking about tattoos and do they have any? And all of a sudden Annie has this look like, "Uh, mom, hey, can I just see you in the kitchen for a second? And she confesses that, hey, I have a tattoo. And so I'm like, really? Where? Behind her ear, uh, the molecular composition of serotonin. Super cool. I'm like, doesn't that hurt? And she was like, no. And Serotonin feels great. Serotonin feels awesome. (laughs) Well, right. What I thought was so interesting, and it was such a different um, take for me, is that she had a habit of when she would get stressed, she'd rub behind her ear. And so dealing with depression and anxiety, uh, just like her mama, um, it was like a reminder then that, you know, at times when you're not generating enough serotonin and dopamine and and figuring out happiness for yourself, you kind of have to encourage yourself to figure out how to make it happen, you know? And it was really the first time I appreciated the that side of a tattoo. And I think she was surprised that I wasn't like, oh, I can't believe it. And, you know, she said, well, I was worried about telling you because of Bumpa. The kids called my dad Bumpa. And I said, here's the deal. I think if we're lucky, when we age, our perception of life changes. You know, we sort of are able to prioritize, like, really what's important at the end of the day. Um, and then I... I truly believe that when we die, things that maybe were of great importance to us when we were living, they just don't matter. And the things that we thought were inconsequential, suddenly, one could argue, matter a lot. So what I had said to Annie is, you know, I don't really think 
if if Bompo were, were be able to come back here and tell you what he thinks about this tattoo, I think he would say, yeah, it turns out that's not really important. I would like you to be healthy. I would like you to be safe. I would like you to be happy. I would like you to find somebody like I had as a life partner and and kids and all of these things. I think that, you know, suddenly those things don't matter. So I guess I feel like, uh, you know, whatever. And so then I ended up getting a tattoo. <laughs> but I'll tell more about that um, in a second. Let's take a quick break here. And then when we come back, I'll share about that and I'll introduce you to Matt. And we're going to talk tattoos for a little while. So keep listening to Stacy Connects. We'll be right back. Do you feel like you're stuck in a style rut? If so, take the first step on your journey and go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com. Fill out their simple personal style assessment and schedule a complimentary, no obligation, 20-minute style consultation. Let the experts help you gain some perspective on your style challenges. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Stacy. You're listening to Stacy Connects. As I blurted out right before the break, um, I told a story about my dad and his views on tattoos and how our daughter, she got a tattoo and, you know, a couple years down the line, she's slowly building up a sleeve of sorts and she has all kinds of interesting things on there that mean something to her. She has a charcuterie board and it has a little vase on it that has a daffodil because that reminds her of me. She has a rowboat because Pete used to tell the joke, Pete and repeat were in a boat. Pete fell out. Who was left? Um, it's repeat, by the way. Um, she has a whisk, which is a cooking reference, but also a nod to take whisks um, because she's not much of a risk taker. So she has all these these tattoos that mean something. And we got... she's heard about charm bracelets, right? <laughs> she has. <laughs> okay. And she had one as a child, just like I did. And you know what? She never wore it. These she wears. Um, anyway, she and we were talking around, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago about tattoos. And, you know, I was talking about like, oh, if I got something, what I would get. And it ended up actually being a nod to my dad. And he used to call me beans. I still don't know why, if I was cute as a bean or if I had a lot of gas. I really don't know. And mom is not able to clarify. Um so you were I, full of beans. I was like full of beans. Expression. Probably, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, so I designed a little bean and wrote the word beans and decided that me getting a tattoo kind of in solidarity with Annie meant so much more to her than me not having a tattoo meant to me. 
And so we went and I got beans put on my uh, right arm, kind of on the inside. And three of my four kids all got little bean sprouts. They each got a different one. Um, And so it was a way of letting her know that, you know, there's no judgment there. Do your thing. So that's the story behind my tattoo. Um, But now we've got Matt here. And at the top of the show, I mentioned that when I first met you, you were actually working at Veranda Beach. We had just purchased the place and you were doing night security. And you, you had a look that I can only describe as like, hmm. Like a cross between um, Duck Dynasty and Post Malone. <laughs> How's that? Like that that's is first. That right is first. <laughs> well, you know, like you know, a, like full beard, and you had on like you know it was sort of winter, so you had on like a heavy jacket, and you know you're working nights and whatever, and then you have the openness and affability I think of Post Malone which you know he has lots of tattoos on his face and most people when you think of that you're like oh you know this person's intimidating but he's so disarming and you're the same way you're you have face tattoos and you're so disarming like I there wasn't even a moment where I thought like "Ooh, who's this guy I was like oh hi so I was uh I was actually really worried about that when I first got that job out there that I was going to kind of scare some people. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and that's that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you. I mean, I I think it's brilliant. I've told you this before that you opened up a tattoo shop in Oroville. There's so many people these days in general that are getting tattoos and the trends and perceptions and the way they're changing. And, you know, there's not a shop that is in the area, in the immediate area. So it's like, you've got a captive audience. Um, but the perception piece, you know, so you've got, you know, I have my little beans tattoo, which basically looks like, you know, a, um, a, a like a pen, the, what do you call it? What is it that you use? A pen, tattoo pen to do the tattoo, to put it on? Like this. Like the stencil? Yeah, the tool. Well, the tool thing. It Like, it basically looks like the tool, like, skipped. Like, mine is such a, like, dorky little tattoo. I mean, I love it, but it's, like, kind yeah. of a nothing. Whereas yours are, like, there, you know? And yes. so, you know, how do you, how do you make that choice? And, you know, what's the first tattoo? Well, let's start with this. What's the first tattoo you ever got, and how old were you? And keep it clean if oh, it's a bad my- word. <laughs> <laughs> so I I do you reminded me of something and I just got to throw it out there real quick. So my oldest my my next oldest sister, the one that's right above me. Yep. Her name is also Stacy. Oh. Do you I know? I don't do think you I know that. what her nickname is until this day? Tell me it's Beans. Beanie Weenie. <gasps> it must be something about the name Stacy. It has to be. I don't know how she ever got that nickname or nothing. Interesting. But. Oh, I love that. Oh, so we're kindred spirits. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your first tattoo and, and you know, what influenced you to do it. And then obviously you've come a long way since the first one. Yes. So 
art, just art in general has always been a really huge influence in my life. It was always my, uh, my out, you know, kind of when uh, bad situations arose or anything like that, I, I drew. Yeah. So, so much healthier than other outlets. Yes, extremely. Um, I didn't, you know, no, no sob story, but I didn't have the best childhood growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 13 years old when I got my first tattoo. My middle sister, Stacy, was the one that did it. Uh, My dad was sitting right there watching. Um, And apparently the coolest thing I could think of at 13 was Dice with Flames. Okay. I mean, (laughs) that's fair. I mean, you know, like, (laughs) it makes me think of Fuzzy Dice in a car, right? Like, yeah, okay. Hey, it could have been worse. uh, It could have been like SpongeBob or something. I know, right? <laughs> but uh so on my right shoulder blade I have the most horrible dice with flames <laughs> tattoo because I believe my sister was like 15 at the time. Wow. She can't draw her life. And she always like gives me grief about it like you need to cover that up. You need to get it fixed, touched up, covered no. up, you know all that. Exactly. I, I've always told her no, because at that point, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do tattoos. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Now, where does one like, how did she know how to do it? Like what, you know, was it like some kids have spirograph, like the little art things that you have? And like, <laughs> and in your family, you had like a tattoo kit. How did she know how to do it? So we were uh, we were at a, a friend's trailer, and I believe my dad had just gotten a tattoo from his buddy. Okay. Got that, it. That, that way. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> makes I sense. Like, I was like, oh, I want one. I want one. And then my sister was like, oh, I'll do it. And dad, my dad was like, I, if you want it, I don't care. That's awesome. You know, I think he thought gonna wuss out but right yeah but no way um nope so then it's evolved i mean i mentioned you now have them on your face you've got them really all over your body um yeah and so eric mentioned the idea of a charm bracelet so do you know what a charm bracelet is yes yeah so i mean it is a similar I mean, it, it is a fair analogy, right? Like, you know, I have a charm bracelet yeah. that's like, you know, oh, the time that I fell over a wall on a sled and it's like a little sled, uh, you know, charm and those kinds of things. So is it fair to say that at least for you, your the art that you've been inked with is beliefs that you hold and stories that you keep? Yes. Um, so a lot of people you know, tattooing over the years, I'm going on almost 12 years of tattooing. Um, A lot of people, I hear it that, you know, your tattoos have to mean something. Mm -hmm. And so there for a little while, I did try to always think of something that meant something to me, Mm -hmm. but I could never really come up with anything. So I just started getting tattoos. (laughs) Yeah, And then I realized, I realized that it wasn't about the tattoo. It was about that point in my life when I got the tattoo. Mm. 
that meant more, you know, I, I got that tattoo for a reason at that point in my life, you know? Interesting. So it's like, I can look at my tattoos and I remember that time in my life. Right. It's like, it opens a floodgate of like, what was going on for you and, you know, where you yeah. were in relationships or, you know, just how you were feeling yeah. at the time or whatever. Oh, that's so interesting that it's not necessarily related yeah. to a specific memory or a specific meaning or like it's not always it doesn't always have to be a symbol. Yes, I, I, I do have one um, that that is pretty meaningful. Um, I got the on my right forearm. I have a very traditional Navy style skull with the top hat. Okay. My father has the same exact tattoo in the same spot. Oh, that's cool. I remember growing up, I told my father that I was going to get that tattoo. Same spot, same everything. Years ago, um, I snuck a picture of it when he wasn't looking. And I went and had the tattoo done to look as close as possible to his. Yep. And then I surprised him on Father's Day with it. Oh, that's I so think that's sweet. The, that was probably the second time I think I'd ever seen him get a little teary-eyed. That's cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's the funny thing. You know, like, Pete has no interest in getting a tattoo, and it's not really his vibe. I mean, his parents, I don't think anyone in his family has a tattoo, um, or at least not one that they're copping to. And it's funny how you feel tickled when, you know, our kids are like, you know, oh, I got this or, oh, I did this in homage to you. And it's like, oh, you don't totally hate me. That's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and and just these these moments or things that, you know, they take with them. Um, well, and I did all kinds of research for random things like um like I found out that the oldest evidence for tattoos goes back more than 5,000 years. Uh, yep. So I learned about that in the Italian Alps. Um, they found a mummy and he had um, tattoos. I found out that New Zealand is the most tattooed country in the world. And the reason is because of um, the Maori who still get very traditional Polynesian tattoos, which then yep. it made sense then that they were introduced to the West by sailors uh, like Captain Cook, because when pirates would go to these different countries and they would see natives, they were really intrigued by the markings on them. And so then they started doing it and then they brought it West. Like, I learned so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's so much to learn. Like, it's even as long as I've been tattooing and everything, like, I feel like I learned something new almost every day. Well, and you're you're doing this at a period where I feel like there's been a real shift. Like, you know, tattoos through the ages, like once upon a time, it was literally like sailors, pirates, like circus workers. I mean, you know, they're there was a stigma. And then, you know, in the 40s and 50s, it was like, you know, um, military or like the bad boys, right, um, that would get yep. it. And, you know, then in the 80s, it was a rebellious act. I think the 80s, like the whole barbed wire around the forearm was a big thing. Um, yep. 
and then 90s was like synonymous with uh, a tramp stamp, of course, uh, lower back mm-hmm. tattoo. Um, but generally, more and more, like with all of those trends, it's interesting that according to some statistic I found, the majority of people actually getting tattoos now are women. I thought that was so yes. interesting. I, yeah, I, I I definitely see it even in my shop. Yeah. I have a lot more female clientele. Like it used to be such a male-dominated thing, and now uh, apparently it's like 59% of people getting tattoos are women, which mm-hmm. there is a tattooed Barbie. Yes. It's I've seen pictures. Yeah, it's the, seen the I guess Mattel did a collaboration with Harley Davidson and uh she had a pair of wings tattooed on her back. Yep. Look at that, Barbie. Uh, yeah, I have seen I have seen pictures. Um, it would definitely be cool to to have here in my shop, you know, even though it's a Barbie, but Okay, what do you mean even though it's a Barbie? It would be awesome because it's a Barbie. It would be would amazing. Be awesome. You've seen my shop. I got all kinds of weird oddities and Yes. You know stuff in here so totally well and i did want to let mom know that the oldest person to ever get a first tattoo was 104 yep it used to be 98 was the oldest before that and then that guy yeah got one at 104 i hope that guy realizes he's gonna have to live with that the rest (laughs) of his life (laughs) exactly he's got a lot of days left that's right Um, well, and, you know, with, with the way that perceptions of tattoos have changed and everything, you know, what are some of the trends that you notice? Like you said, you're noticing that, you know, you have a lot more women coming in and that that's definitely a trend. What are some of the other things that you notice? I mean, this is a world that you're in, you pay attention to, you, you know, you research, you interact, uh, you network with folks that do it. What's going on out there in the the world of tattoos? So the big thing right now, and it's mostly, well, it's pretty much all uh, my female clientele. They there's this huge trend of the very thin line, dainty. Oh yes, tattoo style. Yep. And I, I personally, I don't do it. Uh, I I I try to talk them into something else or design something else for them. Yep. And the reason why I don't is those tattoos aren't going to last. Your body breaks down the ink and gets rid of it. And when it's a very thin, dainty line within 10 years, half the tattoo is going to be gone. Now, is that the, um, is that the stick and poke type or is it done still with a traditional tattoo is it a gun? Tattoo gun? Like what's machine, machine gun, okay. yeah. Um, There's a huge debate about that too, but I never got into it. About what to call it? Yeah, if it's a machine or a gun, because everyone's like, well, it's not a gun because it doesn't shoot anything. And I'm like, yeah, a heat gun isn't doesn't shoot either, but you call well, it a heat gun. And what's interesting is I, in my very brief, and like when I say very brief, like, you know, what can I learn about tattoos in seven minutes? Um, I did learn that the first electric tattoo machine was patented and it was based on Thomas Edison's uh, perforating pen. Yep. So, I mean, I learned that when I did my apprenticeship. Yeah. I mean, so like a 
pen. It's like a pen. There. Yep. Um, anyway, so the difference between, you know, using that versus like a stick and poke, or can you get that light and dainty with the pen? Yeah, yeah. You can definitely get, um, you know, very thin, dainty lines like that. Um, I I have a few of them, but they do make a cartridge. It's a just a one single needle. Okay. That is extremely tiny. That you can get some really really fine lines. Got it. Um, and it's a good point about you know the fading. I mean, I suppose some people want that, right? Um. But I also yeah. feel like if you're going to get a tattoo, you probably want it to last a minute. It, yeah, exactly. If you're going to pay for it and go through the pain of it and, you know, get something that's going to last. Right. Now, speaking of the pain, um, there are different parts of the body that are more painful than others. Uh, and then I also read that, like, your skin gets pierced like some crazy amount of times like per minute or something when you're getting a tattoo. Yes. Depending on the voltage that I run, it can be anywhere from 75 to a hundred times a minute up to like 3000 times a minute. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so where are the places, I guess I have two questions. Where are the areas that are considered most painful and then do people care or do they like, is there a specific spot that is more on trend or people favor? Yeah. Um, so I always tell a lot of my clients, especially if it's their first ones, um, anywhere that doesn't see the sun is going to be a lot more tender. Okay. Uh, insides of the arms, you know, my personally, my worst by far has been my stomach. Oh, yeah, okay. It hurt it hurt bad. <laughs> um but I don't I don't know if there's really like a trend of where they're getting them now. Um I've been doing a lot of the smaller behind the ear tattoos. Yeah. I have been doing a few of those. Um and that... within the last probably Go ahead. I was gonna say uh within the last two weeks, I've done I'd wanna say four medical tattoos on fairly older clients. Really? Like, what do you mean by medical? Like, you know, like a so, DNR, do not resuscitate? Yes. So, well, I haven't done a DNR one, but um, one gentleman, we did the big red medical asterisk on his chest, and he was in the war, and he had a lot of shrapnel in his body, so he put no MRI. Wow. Above. So that if he's ever unconscious and they take his shirt off, they can see no MRIs or, you know, it could kill him. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, I've done three on the kind of top side of the wrist. Yep. Of, uh, the red asterisk and then like type two diabetic. Uh, my sister is epileptic. So we did one on her so that if she's having a seizure, they can see on her forearm you know, her, the medical reason yeah. or anything like that. So interesting. It's so funny. It, it like, it makes sense. But then I'm also like, Oh, do people look at it? Because are people becoming increasingly desensitized to seeing a tattoo? 
So then, like, do they think it says live, laugh, love or something? But the <laughs> fact that you have the the red asterisks, like, it would catch the eye um, yes. of somebody that's attending. Yeah. So I, I try to do um, bright colors. Yeah. Definitely the red asterisk, you know, if I can and fill it in solid red. And then uh, I try to make it as noticeable as possible. Sure. Oh, that's so interesting because I know there uh a trend for a while there was like medical bracelets, you know, that had the same information. So, yep. Um, and, a, and a lot of them are, they wear those, but they say that uh, just throughout daily, you know, living, it catches on their shirt or it catches on their vehicle and they're getting in and out and it pulls yep. it off. So yeah, I had one gentleman, he's actually uh he was an older gentleman and he was very, very anti-tattoo. And, uh, his son is a friend of mine, and we finally talked him into doing the medical tattoo because of that reason. Mm-hmm. He was always losing his bracelet and was always getting caught on everything. And Well, yeah, and so it's, it's it's important that, you know, paramedics or whomever may be attending him um, is able to see that. And especially if you're not able to speak or, you know, you don't have, you know, your phone or, you know, whatever it is. So that's, that's mm-hmm. something that I had never even thought of. So that's really interesting. I know that... Um, that one thing that people can do, uh, women can do, well, and I guess men could do it too, is if you've had breast cancer, then there are people that have, um, uh, nipple tattooed so that like, you know, it's part of the reconstruction, the breast reconstruction after they've had treatment that, you know, you can have a hyper-realistic nipple done completely out of ink so that you feel more confident. Yeah, I do. I do have one client and we've been talking for about the last year. Um, She had a double mastectomy. And she wants a very beautiful, really nice, like floral design over her scars, you know, because she she didn't get um, implants or nothing after the mastectomy. Okay, so she just wants them to cover the scars and for her to feel more feminine again and you know a little more body positive i guess you could say yep you know which i think is amazing i think that is super cool yeah that is really cool and do you find like does she want to do all kinds of color or does she want to just keep it monochrome what is she thinking about we're, that's that's one thing that we, we we're still talking about and everything it's it's going to be a fairly big tattoo so she's she wants it perfect she wants it you yeah. know, and, and I get it. it. It's a very meaningful tattoo to her. So I want it to be exactly what she wants. That's why I don't think that's why we haven't started yet. Yeah. It's because she's kind of go back and forth about color or just, you know, black and gray or, you know. Right. Right. And, you know, like, you know, you are going to be living with it. Um, and so you want to love it and you want to figure out the right yes. thing. So interesting. Um, I, you know, it's it's just why people do it and what brings them to it are so interesting. And I just feel like it's changed so much over time. Uh, We'll keep talking about it. Let's take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we can chat some more. Um, And yeah, it's, it's very fascinating to me. Uh, Keep listening to Stacy connects. My guest today is Matt Knudsen. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Do you feel challenged by the thought of getting ready every day? Want to make a great first impression, but don't feel your wardrobe represents who you really are? Does the thought of trying to find great clothing that fits your body and lifestyle have you overwhelmed? Michael Bruce Image Consulting is a premier image consulting company that can help you get your style back on track. Contact them at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or call them at 425-214-4155 and start that conversation today. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. I'm your host, Stacy Heller. My guest today is Matt Knudsen. He is the owner-operator of Hidden Addiction, and that is a tattoo shop that is in Oroville, Washington. It's worth noting because I learned the hard way about Oroville, California, because I went to ship a package and it went to Oroville, California, and that was not fun. So it's Oroville, Washington, folks. Um, okay, so how long have you been, uh, how long have you had the shop for? So, um, this shop here, I had a shop in Spokane before I moved up here. I had it for about four years. Um, and I did, I just kind of got tired of Spokane and the issues it's having now. So yep. I closed up, I moved out here about a year or two later and I opened this one, uh, this October will be two years that I've been open. Wow. Now, uh, Annie, Grace, and I came to visit you a couple times ago that I was up there. And one of the things that I love that you have at the shop is you have, like, games that people can do. You have, like, Tattoo Plinko where, like, you know, you put in the – for those of you that don't know what it is, like, you put in the disc and it can go – the little disc can – go through all these little pegs and then it lands in one of the little envelopes and in it there's a tattoo and so you can get that tattoo so like to play it's however much it costs what does it cost 50 yep so it's 50 bucks and you know so for the person that is being like why the heck not um you know there's some choices there now is there anyone that ever plays and is like i really don't want that tattoo yeah, every once in a while, and I, I'm a nice guy. I'll let them either drop it again, or you know, maybe let them pick something else they want. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, and then you have another thing that's like a little gumball machine, and how much is that one? That one's twenty, and it's a claw machine. Oh, that's what it is—the claw machine. And then in yeah. it, there's all these little drawings of tattoos that people can get. That one's really cute. Yes, I've. I've that one is, I, I really like that one. It's super I, fun. You should do like, 
Okay, now I'm totally off topic here, but you should do like tattoo parties for like um, I'm thinking about like bachelorette parties or bachelor parties where people can hire you and they can like they pay for it and you can do the tattoo like right then and there and people can get a tattoo. That would be awesome, actually. Right. It's a good idea. I'm a marketing a genius. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, because it's like everybody's, although I will say that I have learned that you don't want to do the stereotype of drinking or doing anything like that because um, you're more apt to bleed than if you're sober. Correct? Yeah. 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 I do not tattoo a person if they've been drinking. Yeah. And I learned that uh, it's it's the same thing with smoking, isn't it? Like if you've been smoking weed. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think it's as bad, but. But I mean, still, because alcohol will thin your blood. Yep. Yep. So you do, you bleed more, it pushes more of the ink out. Um, I do everything I can to make sure that they have a, a good experience, a fun experience, and everything to keep their tattoo 100%, you know, the whole time. Right. Aftercare, inks, my machines, everything. I try to use, in my opinion, the best that I've found. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's trial and error, right? And uh and then you start to find what works best, what's going to give them the look that they want, how it's going to stay permanent, having the conversation about like, okay, you know, we can do that, but if you're wanting it to last longer than a few years, then you might want to consider something else or um, you know, the fact that you're like, nope, I'm not going to do it if you're inebriated because, you know, I don't need you coming back and telling me like, what the heck were you doing? But I do think yeah. that there's something like for the group activity at events like that, it's something that could be offered. I mean, forget Tupperware. It's a new world, people. <laughs> I seen a I seen a post on Instagram and uh when the couple got married, they had a tattoo artist there doing little tiny tattoos. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, for something to remember everyone to remember the wedding by. I mean why not? It's like having a caricature person. <laughs> right. Uh, Eric's like, yeah. I don't know. That seems like a big commitment. <laughs> well, I mean. It's more of a commitment than the people getting married, really. They could just right? say, yeah, no thanks. So well, that's, that is true. Till death do us part. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you can have it removed. But, um, right, but you don't need lasers to get a divorce is all I'm saying. Well, that is true. <laughs> you need a laser-focused diverse divorce attorney. Um, now, speaking of social media, now, I follow you on Insta. And so I know that one of the things that you're doing right now is, I think it's Inked Magazine, is having, um, is it a contest? Yeah, yeah, a competition, yes. A competition, okay. Because, like, a contest makes it seem like, you know, you too can win, like, a set of, like, toasters. Um, <laughs> the competition, it is about, um, you know, having people that know you and sharing your work and sharing your social, voting for you. Um, and so it's kind of like the People's Choice Awards of tattoo artists. Yes, um, it's a, it's a pretty huge deal. Um, there's nine rounds. I'm in the third round right now, still holding first place. Wow. Look at pretty, you. Pretty proud about that. Yes. And, uh, winner, there's a cash prize for the winner. And what I'm more excited about is there's a two page spread in inked magazine 
with a full photo shoot, everything done. And I just, I, wow, that's my dream. Every tattoo artist dream, you know, to be featured in a huge magazine like that. Sure. That's amazing. It's kind of payoff for all the blood, sweat, and tears of going through everything we go through and the back aches and the headaches and the. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, talk about carpal tunnel, like, you know, the, it must be hard on your body because you are bending over and like looking close and the attention to detail and shading and all those things that you have to do. Um, I didn't even think about that. That's got to just wreck your body. Yes. I, um, I definitely feel after a long session, I stand up and it feels like everything cracks and breaks and. (laughs) Well, I guess that's where you'll spend the cash prize is like, you know, getting like a (laughs) massage chair or something. Um, Yep. If people want to fo- uh, if people want to follow you on social, uh, what is your Insta handle? So my Insta is just hidden dot addiction. That's easy. Cool. Yep. Um, and then most all of my social media is the same. It's all hidden addiction tattoo. There you go. That's easy. And do you have a website? Yeah, I don't have a website. No. Yet growth uh, mindset. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Okay. All that. Awesome. Um, So if you want to check it out and then I think there's a link in your profile that people can go vote and you can vote. I think once daily you get a free vote. And then if you want to make a financial contribution, then you can and like buy a vote. Uh, But yes, I mean, just going and doing the free vote every day is a huge help. So hello. Vote for Matt. He's the best. Yes. Um, I appreciate it. Now, what is. Um, now I get to ask you like weird questions, like what's the yes. longest tattoo that you've ever done? I read somewhere that somebody, it took somebody 60 hours to do one. Yes, he did. Um, I did read that as well. He did. I think it was 28 tattoos, 60 hours straight. Wow. So for, I don't know about other States, but I believe in Washington state, it is technically illegal for me to tattoo the same person for longer than seven hours straight oh that because makes sense. the person's body they you know when you first start your tattoo all your endorphins just go crazy right after a while they start to crash you start to get cold you start to shake your body starts like yep trying to tell you hey i'm done interesting so, okay the longest i've done though was um that was about 10 hours. Okay. Wow. So and it, it was on two separate people, but it was, I did seven hours straight on the one gentleman and then another, I think like two, two and a half hours on his wife right after because they were leaving to go back down to Oregon. Ah. So okay. he's like, dude, we have to do it tonight. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of Red Bull. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Now what is your favorite style to to do on other people like it must be a little tricky it would be like being an interior designer where you're like okay well i really love like a white interior with like fuzzy throw pillows but everyone's like "Mm, no that's not gonna work for me so like what you like and what your clients like obviously may differ but there must be some that you enjoy doing more than others there is i enjoy american traditional okay Uh, that's this the sailor jerry that's the old school I love the the bold lines and the bright colors. They were 
they were meant to last yep. forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like I tell a lot of clients, like if, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be where we are now with all this crazy realism and portraits that are look like the picture. And, you know, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for American traditional, we wouldn't be where we are now. And I love kind of playing, paying homage to it for, for that. Totally. Uh, what is a tattoo that you have, uh, that you've seen that you haven't necessarily, uh, put on someone that you're like, it, it's making me think of like the no regrets one where the person spelled no it wrong. Regrets. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what's kind of the worst one that you've seen? Um, I get, I, I and it's probably just cause it's a smaller town, but, uh, I get a lot of cover-ups, which I love doing cover-ups of ex's names oh yeah yep a lot a lot of them that was like when johnny depp uh famously turned his winona Ryder one into wino (laughs) yep (laughs) in a lot of uh, interesting places too they put them oh oh we'll we'll have to talk about that off air um (laughs) you know i want to know the skinny on this stuff all right um So we have like one minute left. So I do want to remind people that if you want to see Matt's work, then you can go to uh, Hidden Dot Addiction Tattoos on Insta, um, also Snapchat and TikTok. You can, um, if you're ever visiting me in Oroville or you're ever headed to Oroville or you're on your way to Canada, he's he's right there in Oroville. Look him up. Yep. Uh, he's amazing. I'm, I'm block off Main Street. Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy, and you're very talented. And uh, I'm still playing with, if I get another tattoo, I don't know. It may be too fine for you to do. You may not like doing it, but we'll see. We'll see. You never know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll talk about it. Matt, thanks for being my guest. I know you were a little like, uh, I don't know how this is going to go, but you're lovely as yeah. always. <laughs> I really appreciate the opportunity, Stacey. I really do. I, I'm so glad I met you. and. You guys are awesome. Oh, I always look forward to seeing you guys when you come here. Stop. Don't stop. I know. Mixed <laughs> messages. Um, well, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate you spending time telling me more about tattoos. It's uh, something that, you know, thanks to Annie, thanks to you and others like you, I've become uh, much more curious and appreciative of the art form. So well done, you. Thank you. All right. Anytime. I love talking about tattoos. So whenever... Whenever when you, you're bored, you can always hit me up. Perfect. I'll tell you what. When you win, we'll have you back on. Yes. Perfect. All right. Deal. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Have a great week. Once again, I'm keeping it a surprise who my guest is next week. So stay connected, everyone, and uh, do your thing, dog. I know it's new. Yeah.